and welcome to The Optional Podcast, episode 237 for Friday, December 3rd, 2021. The Optional Podcast is a show all about video games and how they connect to the world around us, recorded each week from New York City and bounced around cables and satellites all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo, and this week, Cam's on the ISS, so I called on a neighbor of mine to join me in on this one. Uh, staff writer at Kotaku and team carrier in Halo Infinite, Renata Price is here with me. What's up, Renata? Hello, gamers. Greetings. <laughs> oh, how how are you? How was your uh, how was your Black Friday Cyber Monday? Hope hope you had a good time. You know, getting deals. I purchased an espresso machine. Um, oh, that is, yeah. I, that is what I did on Black Friday. I purchased an espresso machine. Nice. I um, played too much Halo over the weekend, and um, no such thing. No, there is. Is if, there? If you complete the weekly ultimate, you have played too much Halo. Too um, much? That's my take. I did complete okay. the weekly ultimate. <laughs> oh, I see. So you know from experience is I what you're saying. know from experience, yeah. I did, the, I did oh. the, the work of getting the five killing sprees in Fiesta. Oh. Um, I, I, so I've talked about this on, a, on an old, old episode, but like, I like have zero. What, what do you get for doing that? You get a uh, the Willow T uh, armor coating, uh, which is exclusive to the Mark Seven armor, uh, because Halo Infinite's customization um, hates you. Yeah, uh, and it's all sick. of the shit is fucking armor core specific for oh. some reason. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what. There's just something in my brain that doesn't let me doesn't let me do it, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it because you know. I, uh, I remember one time in Destiny, there w- there was a gun that was like, oh, uh, if you want this thing, the next step is like 20 headshots with a with a hand cannon. And I was like, okay, well, just going to go ahead and delete that from my uh, my list here because I'm just never going to do it. And like, I, I could do it. I could spend the time doing it. But yeah, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, no. I, just, I'm, I find it so easy to say no to games now. Yeah, just but, be like, no, fuck out of here. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. It's just not. as easy not to. Uh, yeah, I would rather not, honestly. But I'm, that's why I'm glad you're here. At least you could you could you could let me know what that's like. And and from what I hear, it's it, you know, were you were you happy with that with that choice or? I mean, it's a it's a pretty looking armor color. I do like the <laughs> okay. armor color. It literally looks like it's called Willow Tea, and it looks like it's kind of dirty. Okay, it, it's oh, that's kind of like, cool. Yeah, it's kind of like dirty, kind of grimy, but it's like a very I don't know. It's it's a lot of like grays and like softer colors uh i'm a, I'm a big fan of it uh i just wish that i could use it on armor that i had a helmet for uh, yeah. instead of uh only kind of just having the basic default helmet which is uh really fucking irritating um, yeah if i had any customization options at all i mean like okay there was some takes recently about halo infinite and like whether or not halo needs good customization options because like there's kind of the old head take of like Back in my day, we played Halo because it about was me. fun. You're talking about me right now. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so continue. You got, the, you got the old ass take of like, back in my day, <laughs> we played Halo because it's fun, not because we wanted to cosmetics uh, to fuck up our characters, which like, right. yeah, of course. Of course, I continue to play the video game because it's fun. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, I want to make my girl look good. Right now, my yeah. girl does not look good. She's no, out I'm, here with a fucking yeah. boring ass, b- 
boring ass newbie armor. Mm-mm. And that's not her. That's not, that's not, that's not the Ren I know. That's not the Ren you know. Yeah, no, I, I like, I feel the same way. I feel like when it comes to some, some of that stuff obviously should be way easier to, you know, access, especially in Halo's case. And I'm, I'm glad at least they're listening. And I, I think they like, was it, was it today or yesterday? They were like, oh, uh, I don't know. But just XP is now just easier to get. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. But, uh, yep. They made it so playing seven games will get you a battle pass level a day. So basically, okay. Uh, you know, your first game gives you 300 XP, your second and third give you 200, your fourth gives you 100, fifth gives you 100, and then I think seven on, six onward gives you 50 each. Um, Damn. Yeah, so basically you can get one battle pass level a day by like playing casually. Get your prescription dopamine, uh, free dopamine every day. Here you go. <laughs> everybody on xbox um Um, you know what i need that i do need i need it i need it 343 thank you i love you and i appreciate you and all the hard work you're currently doing in making halo a good game and for getting my prescription dopamine i have not yet made an appointment with a psychiatrist to get actual prescription dopamine so thank you 343 thank you for that thank you so much we appreciate it um all right let's uh let's jump into the show All right, so I, I feel like I want to keep this train going because I also have been playing a lot of Halo Infinite and um, just for a little bit, just for a little longer. We don't have to get off the Halo train just quite just yet. Uh, and we, we, also played, we also played a bunch uh, over the weekend. Um, yeah, man, Halo is just so good and it's just fun. And also like I switching to big, big team battle, like for real, for mm-hmm. real, for the first time over the weekend, I played with my brother and stuff um that's also such a good time you know just it it really it's it's continues to baffle me that i'm like oh yeah it's been years since i've had a game like this and i I really do miss it and like you know i don't know i've just been having a good time with it nothing really new to report other than halo good you know halo good i will say one thing about big team battle uh is that paul i don't know if we've played big team battle together but i have what i would call um the worst fucking luck of any human being alive play i play okay. with so like paul and i have played with uh uh paul's colleague and my good friend nikki uh and uh, friend of the show friend of the show uh and uh <laughs> nikki's friend christian friend of the show uh and when <laughs> nikki christian and i play together um anytime we play big team battle i am cursed by a fucking violent god um to wow. to nikki when we play my ass goes okay Paul's played with me. I'm like okay at Halo. Uh um, yeah. Motherfucker, I go two and sixteen. No, you carry us. I'm uh, right. I'm I carry. In big team battle, I go two and sixteen. Cause every mm. fucking corner I walk around, there are six motherfuckers there without yeah. fail. Without fail. And then Christian's like, you know what? I'll go with you. And then we walk around the corner and there's six motherfuckers. And he's like, how does this yeah. keep happening to you? And then I go, I don't know. I, I yeah, wish yeah. I wish I could tell you why this happens to me. Uh, and it, it got to the point where it became a running bit that I would get fucking murked. And then about within 10 seconds, Christian would be murked by the exact same <laughs> thing. Yeah. 
So this has kind of been my big team battle experience is like finding ah. new ways for God to beat my ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Using, using the bodies of other uh, Spartans. Hmm. Yeah, I that that's a good point. I mean, I, I wish it was a little more streamlined in the way that like Battlefield is, where you could just you know securely, you know, be in a party with 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 someone. You know, despite there being more players than the party, like you could still have like a squad to roll with. Um, but yeah, now that you mention it, I do I I do feel like me. So I I play with my brother and and an old buddy of mine too from back home. Uh, after we after you logged off the other day, and. Um, we we got into a rhythm where oh and and a, another friend of mine uh from back home also joined us and we were like we got into a rhythm where we were all communicating and we were all like you know doing things that are you know basic stuff you know oh watch the middle you know someone going to that super you know that big weapon or right. and then and seeing the very real immediate payoff of those decisions and that kind of communication is 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 like such a great quality of halo mm-hmm. that I've really missed in like, you know, the the three person scenarios of something like Apex where like, you know, it, it, those moments are kind of few and far between, at, at least for the beginning of certain matches, depending on where you land and, and shit like that. But yeah, I don't know, like playing Halo Infinite reminded me again of how fun that can be once you start to learn the the lay of the land and you, and you like, I don't know, Halo, it does such a good job of spacing that stuff out mm-hmm. and, and not it's not perfect there there are some levels where i think the sword is you know super fucking overpowered and like rocket launchers should not be there and um but you know it's 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 it still has that like right balance of everything just being right mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's it, it just reminding me of like man I, I forgot games like these existed and also Yo, it's just it just feels good they made a video game the fucking yeah. fe- that grappling hook is uh is immaculate that shit is that is the that is the tight listen okay titanfall do you hear about this do you hear about what's happening in titanfall they're taking the first one off the stores titanfall is being delisted uh if you have it via subscription service you will no longer have it um that's wild yeah they are fucking they're killing my uncle titanfall yeah unless you have the hard copy yeah titanfall is an nft now um you can still buy it so like if you buy it now you still have access to your titanfall but um the grappling hook in halo is such like i don't know games had grappling hooks before titanfall sure i really do think that like titanfall completely revolutionized movement in shooters and like Mm. we are seeing that legacy so clearly uh, and Halo Infinite, because, like, Halo 5 is 100% in conversation with Titanfall 1 and 2. Because Halo 5's oh, got the Spartan Dash, it's got, yeah. like, Halo 5's movement system is really complex in ways that, like, Titanfall 1 and 2 clearly inspired, because, like, Titanfall 1 and 2 basically, like, reignite the existence of movement shooters. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. the movement shooter era was so fucking good. Um, yo it was it was so fucking good and now it's dead because like even something like apex right apex has a lot of movement shit but it's not it's not titanfall it's just not it doesn't have the fluidity it doesn't have the wall running it doesn't have the fucking grace of it right right and so like halo 5 takes a few of those things like the grappling hook um the sprint the clamber the slide and 
Halo Infinite is taking just enough for it to be like, okay, cool. I think it's, it's, there's, there's that one fucking map. There's this one map in Halo Infinite. Uh, it's like a launch site for a saber, which is like the, like spaceships, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this massive fucking gap um, in the middle of the map that you can use a, um, what's it called? A man cannon to like launch yourself to the other side of the map instead mm-hmm. of having to go through this like long ass hallway that you have vehicles to traverse you can also do that shit with the grappling hook oh yeah you can just launch yourself fucking perfect that was one of the most terrifying things i've done in the game it was just be like (laughs) i wonder if i can make this fucking threw myself off this goddamn cliff grappled (laughs) swung and i watched as the fucking grapple bar recharged as i'm like i need to fucking go again i need to 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 go again and the (laughs) second it does i hook on at this point i pull myself up i pull myself up a ledge there is a motherfucker right there one shot with the shotgun melee done and i was like that was the coolest fucking thing i've ever done uh alternatively fucking using the grappling hook to swing around someone to like see a person and be like okay cool i am going to whip around their field of vision (laughs) so fast that they don't even fucking know that i am here and that i'm going to beat their ass from the back and you know what yeah it works and it feels so fucking good and cool every single time you do it damn yeah i i managed to like successfully use that thing two or three times when we were playing and I was like, oh, I get it now. Like it, it introduces new tactics to you like immediately, like you said, like just swinging around behind something and, you know, doing th- something that like they can't see you doing, mm-hmm. but like clearly, you know, getting the drop on them is, you know, for me, it's, it scratches a lot of like battlefield itches where like that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, as clunky as that game is, I'm usually drawn to it is mm-hmm. because Halo lets me participate in some of those funny experiments and like Yo, and you know yeah you can throw fusion coils now the yeah, fact that yeah. you can throw those things is the fucking best part of the video game there is yeah. nothing more satisfying to me than just mm-hmm. picking up and throwing a fusion coil at the back of a motherfucker's head and it's funny <laughs> it's funny like yeah, when you throw yeah. a fusion coil and you hit a fucking car and you just watch three people drop that shit is hilarious yeah, yeah. The same way it was hilarious when you threw a plasma grenade at someone and like you got them in the butt and then they just like ran around and you were like, oh, ha ha. Like it still has that playful energy to it that mm-hmm. just, yeah, it just works so well. I love Halo. Um, yeah, we, we should move on because we, we could just talk about Halo all night. Um, why don't you tell me about one of the games on uh, on the list you got here? All right, so re- recently, let me just let people know what the list is. Um yeah. I've been playing Shin Megami Tensei V, The Ruined King, A League of Legends Story, and Dead Cells. Uh, I've been playing mm. a lot of RPGs recently. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei V uh, came out. That game uh, fucking whips. Um, and is probably the best JRPG I've played. Full stop. Whoa. It's, dude, it's so fucking good. They made Bold words. They made they made a good video game. They made a they good made a video good game. game. Oh, okay. I've heard of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you heard of these shits? They make the them good, good, good too. Yeah, they okay. make them good too, right? I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is like pulled off making a Shin Megami Tensei game that is somehow both alien and totally inaccessible and fucking hates the player uh while at the same time legitimately having enough like basic quality of life improvements uh to make it like worth 
like getting through, uh, which is something that the previous games have, I think, occasionally failed to do despite my love for them. Um, mm. This is a game that I lost. I, I redid the tutorial three times because I forgot to save. And that shit is two hours long. Oh, no. My hours played on the Switch and my hours played oh. in game, very different. And no. in spite of that, and in spite of that, I no. am still fucking like proselytizing for that goddamn video game because like everything else about it is firing on all cylinders. Wow. So this is, this sounds, it's, it's amazing to hear you talk about this game because I'm like, I could just, that enthusiasm is, is infectious. Let's just say, let's just say, you know, I happen to be somebody, I don't know, I'm just like kind of throwing this out there. Let's just say I happen to be somebody who, you know, maybe have, have played a, has played a, a few RPGs over the course of, of his life and, um, you know, doesn't love RPGs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but, can, but can still appreciate the good ones, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and let's also say I've never played a Shin Megami Tensei. Yes. Um, it, is it, uh, am I still going to have a good time or, or what are we, what are we talking about? I, I think it depends on what you want from the thing. So like, okay, mm. you don't need to have played any other Shin Megami Tensei games to play this. That's one of the things that's like cool about the Shin Megami like Tensei that. games is that they are, they basically all take place in the same, this is the, this is the lore nerd shit. This is like the lore pervert, yeah. like deep sickness that I've <laughs> <Let's> got. Go. <laughs> um, they all take place in the same multiverse, but no two games with the exception of like same numbered games take place in the same universe, if that makes sense. So like Shin Megami Tensei 3 takes place on a different version of Earth than Shin Megami Tensei 4 and Shin Megami Tensei 5. I see. They all okay. take place in like basically different branches, right? And ah. so you don't have to have played any of the previous games to know what's up. Um, great. And so that's great. The thing about Shin Megami Tensei games is that they are... Their reputation for brutal difficulty is both, like, incorrect and well-deserved. <laughs> Does that make sense? Or it's like... No. Okay. It's like, okay... They have the reputation makes sense, but it's kind of wrong. Okay. Uh, because the games are brutally difficult. If you don't, if you follow the game's rules, it will be very difficult. But it's kind of like um, Dark Souls games, and that is mm. encouraging you to make a fucking broken build. Those are games about breaking the rules of the world. So, like, you know, Shimagami Tensei games are just a little bit of background, right? You're some kind of fucking teen or young adult. Uh, usually you get transported to another, like, to a world beneath the world uh, or, like, a, you know, different version of the world or, like, you're in the apocalypse, right? In the mm-hmm. apocalypse, there are demons. You have to negotiate and befriend those demons and then smash them together in a large hadron collider to make cooler buffer demons by kind of just slamming your guys together um, really hard. Wow. And that's like the basic pitch. Like, it's like, what if, what if Pokemon was hornier? Um, <laughs> okay. What all if, right. I'm sold. <laughs> what if one of the Pokemon was a, that's all you had to say was right? <laughs> a dick in a chariot. 
Okay, I'm back on board. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Dick in a wheelchair. I apologize. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got it. I just, just so you know that I'm I, serious. Yeah, I, I need to see this. Yeah, yeah. I, I do need to see this for science. Wow. <laughs> okay, it's literally like a, a, d- a dick, dick in, in a, a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's literally wow. a penis in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of that it, it's got. It looks like it's got some good suspension. It does. Like, so it kind of go. It kind of leans into my motorsport stuff. Mm-hmm. So listen, yeah, you might have just sold me on Shin Megami Tensei with the with the dick in on wheels. <laughs> and like, what if I told you legitimately that all the character designs were this good? Like, oh wow! In terms of like being like a thing that you look at and you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Why not? Why not? Wow! It seems like you sure did do something there huh well yeah. then you really like you really swung for the fences with this character design every huh. motherfucker in this in this video game series swings for the fences as hard as cock in a wheelchair um, got it wow and so you assemble your team of demons and you fight uh gods um and that's the thing is that it is a video game that makes you feel like you are fighting gods like oh like if like you will play like when you play this game, there are enemies where the first time you go up against a boss, it's like a Dark Souls boss. You meet them, they will wipe your shit. They mm-hmm. will wipe the fucking floor with you. You will be dead in an instant. But the brilliant thing about the games is that like if you play by the rules as they're like written, you're gonna get fucking owned. But if you go to a boss and you get your ass kicked, you can then go into the fusion system and be like, all right. I'm going to disassemble this boss at a molecular fucking level by assembling the exact team that can beat the living shit out of it. So it's it's huh. it's similar to a Dark Souls game that like you will meet a boss and be like, okay, this is impossible. But then you will get a piece of information that is like, okay, cool. I know its weakness. Because when I hit its weakness, I get an extra turn. Uh, and it's like turn-based combat system, right? So you learn its yeah. weakness, you learn what abilities it uses, you learn what debuffs it's weak to, you learn what attacks it uses. And once you do this, you can make a bespoke team of weird perverts who are going to roll up and absolutely wreck shop. And <laughs> this sounds incredible. <laughs> it's it's so good. And like once you realize that is the rhythm of the game is like building a team that is like super, super powerful, rolling over enemies and then coming up against a motherfucker who is like, you do not get to do this anymore. You do not get to roll up on me with this team. And then you have to basically go back and be like, all right, cool. I'm going to have to start this over, right? I'm going to have to build this team again from scratch. Um, That shit, it's fun. Um, It's fun. It's really difficult. Uh, but it is not difficult in a way that is like, it is not difficult in its execution, right? You aren't going to like fuck up a fight by like not using the right attack at the right time. All yeah, of yeah. the fucking up happens before you even get in the arena most of the time. Oh, so it's like predetermined you fucked up. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, you didn't have the right team composition. Go back to the drawing mm. board. Let's, you know, start from scratch. And so like, also, you know, there are things the game lets you do. Like, for example, you can, like, summon a demon, right? When you summon a demon, they're fine. When you get a demon through negotiation, when you talk to a guy, you're like, hey, I like your shit, come join me. And they'll be like, I like your shit, I will join you. 
that demon's going to suck ass. Mm. You have to then smash that demon into another demon to make the cool guys, right? Yeah, everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. Um, but the cool thing about Shimagami Tensei is that, like, you can do that, like, six times over. So instead of starting by just, like, smashing two demons together, you could make those two demons from two other demons. So, like, you can start passing down stats and abilities through, like, six generations. What? Mm -hmm. So you can pass down stats and abilities through, like, six generations of fusion to make a character that the game should not let you make. You can, like, give someone the abilities of, like, someone three generations previously that just absolutely breaks a character. That would, like, normally they're, like, good. <laughs> That's awesome. But if you give them this particular ability passed down through, like, three generations of demons, you can make them incredibly jacked. Um, wow. So, like, that's the cool part, is realizing that, like, the the system as it stands, you'll be fine, you'll probably struggle a lot, but you can, like, tweak the system just enough. Basically, like, the rule is, like, okay, you're fighting gods, and the only way to beat a god is to build a better one. And, like, that is a cool fucking feeling. That is a cool fucking huh. feeling. Wow. Man, wow. Okay. This is my pitch. Uh... I, you know what? I will, at the very least, l- hover over the store <laughs> page, and and my 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 mouse. What is it? What is it? What are you playing on? Nintendo Switch. That is the only thing it is on currently. Um, oh, it's on the Nintendo Switch. In, on the Nintendo Switch. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. I feel like I'm lost you know, here. No, I'll, I'll. You know, listen. I'm going to do some traveling soon, so it's not impossible. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. I'll say that. But also, like, I don't um, know. If you hate, if it you sounds hate, great. If you hate JRPGs, it, I mean, it, it's great, but also, like, you do have to, like, manually save all the time. Uh, oh. Yeah. Mm. It does not have an okay. autosave feature. It does not have an autosave feature. Um, all right. Yeah. See, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, the first, here's the thing I, uh. I gave you the good pitch. Now I have to give you the bad yeah. pitch. You All spend right. the first eight hours wandering through a desert with no fucking okay. clue what you're doing. Mm. But, Paul, at the end of the eight hours, a character goes to you and says, by the way, the Abrahamic God is dead. And you go, excuse me? And they go, <laughs> the Abrahamic God was real. But now he's what? dead. And the throne of creation is empty. And you go, excuse me uh say what now you go excuse me and then they're like i know crazy right um uh and then a bunch of more shit happens and you're like wow this game is kind of rushing a lot of its character work and it is um <laughs> it's, it's it is a video game with insane fucking pacing just just buck wild pacing where it is like, all right, you're going to make you spend eight hours in a desert and then we're going to kill like three motherfuckers. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love Shin Megami Tensei, but that's also because my brain is sick. Yeah. My brain is uh, ill. My, my brain is sick too. And you know what? Listen, I, I might, I might just check this out. I, I, I have heard great things about it. So, um, I, you know, I've, I've heard, I've heard them. Uh, I didn't really process them cause I was like, Oh cool. They're talking about Shin Megami Tensei. And then I would just like move on to the next thing. Cause I just don't have the, the, 
listen, talk about brain sick. I only have mm-hmm. so much storage left exactly. up here. I can't, I can't save everything anymore. But you know, you listen. Your pitch today might might have sold me. Not gonna lie. You fuse demons when a cool lady turns into a statue, and then your little femboy character starts playing a massive organ until the okay. deep until the demons fuse together by by yeah. by being a femboy and playing the organ. That's that sounds wonderful. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's like the idea of all these just demons smashing. It's just like, yeah, I love that. And they're cool. Know? And the, again, the character designs are very excellent. Yeah, I mean that that illustration you sent me. If if it's if it's anything near that, that's. I mean, I want to see that in three D. Yeah, it's in three D. That shit is in three D. Wow. Shin Megami Tensei Five. Listen, polygons. If y'all do nothing else with Shin Megami Tensei Five, just like Google some of the demon designs. Uh, you will have a good time. You will be like, wow, yeah. these are really good character designs. It really is. Like genuinely, it's like a really cool illustration. Like I, I would love to see that in a comic book or something. Um, wow. Uh, I, I sadly have to follow this with a, a game that actually I'm going to go. I'll, I'll go pretty quickly on this one, but I say that now famous last words, but uh, I also have heard really good things about Guardians of the Galaxy, which mm-hmm. uh, came out not too long ago. And when it was revealed, I think over the summer, I remember being on that stream. Or I don't know if I was on that stream. Or I was watching that stream, but I remember just being like, "Oh my god, this is taking forever." Fifteen. I produced those streams, oh. motherfucker. They were fifteen oh, minutes right. of footage. I I did the B roll oh. for that night show. There was fifteen consecutive minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy gameplay. I know wow. because I edited all of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm I'm actually very glad that you you were here to to to, to sort of like quantize that because I remember just feeling like, yo, Square, this is the shit you like decided to lead with today, and I, everyone kind of dismissed it because it looked kind of like weird and kind of like the off-brand Guardians because you're so used to the Hollywood ones, and unless you're like you know a, a Marvel zombie or whatever, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um. I I don't really have any like particular like uh, you know um, affection for the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I think I, you know at the time when they came out that they were fun, and then you know later on, kind of just didn't love them anymore. Also, it's just hard to not see Chris Pratt as the you know as like somebody who I just like don't want to look at and, and hear from for like two hours. Mm-hmm. So um, so Nintendo, I'm looking at you. You know, do the right thing. Uh, no, listen, so, Yahoo you know, lets I, it go. Yeah, and yeah, I, who lets I, I it go like, be homophobic? Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that, that that guy fucking sucks, and like I don't want to, I don't in particularly enjoy that his his shit anymore. So anyway, um, I so, so so for me it was easy to be like, oh yeah, I'll I'll kind of accept a new take on Guardians of the Galaxy. That's that's still very much informed by the by the film versions of the of the stories, but um. The game is fucking amazing. I, I'm completely blown away. I, I'm about at this point probably like eight or eight hours in. I want to say um, it's a it's a pretty like I don't know. You've seen this kind of game before, like the kind of RPG, uh, like the the mechanics around like um, you know having a character and then building a party and then kind of you know getting upgrades and using abilities in, in collaboration with one another. Very like you know, Chrono Trigger style shit. Um, so you, you kind of seen that before in in the way of like, I don't know, any like the Final Fantasies have a remake or or you know, I don't know, I can't think of any other uh example. But um yeah, they they somehow put that into Guardians of the Galaxy, which 
you know, thinking about it zoomed out makes so much sense. Like you already have that familiarity, presumably, if you've watched the movies or you've read the comics with the characters, you have a relationship and, and a bond with, you know, your favorites or the dynamics between all of them. And so you don't have to sell people on who they are. You're, you already know those characters. So like they're, they're off, you know, they already started past the the starting line. Like they're, they're, they don't have to do that work, which, which is interesting because um, some of those scenarios where the characters are talking to each other and some of them, you know, clash, some of them get along, they align. You can, uh, you can participate in those, re- in those um, interactions too. So Earlier on, this might be a little spoiler spoilery if you haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's it, it doesn't really matter because at least you'll know the options. <laughs> but there's a part where you have to make a decision between two characters and who we're gonna um, try to sell, like you know, try to con somebody mm-hmm. into buying as like this monster that they're supposed to believe is like this very ferocious thing that we managed to capture and is worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's between Groot and uh, Rocket Raccoon, and depending on who you pick, like they'll hold it against you. And there, there are even like um, so. It'll be like it'll have the thing of like so and so will remember this, and um, so like while you're playing the game, in addition to like the way the combat system works, which I haven't really got, which I haven't really gotten to, but it's basically like third person action, uh, you know, real time. You're kind of making decisions like very Mass Effect style, but things slow down, and you're telling Groot to like slow down these people. You're telling uh, Gamora to slice up this guy, and whatever, whatever. So it's it's, but it's it. It feels really good. Like it feels really fun to move around and and kind of play that constant, uh, that constant dance. And while you're doing it, um, there's such a cool feature where while you're doing it, eventually, I think I forget how it works exactly, but you'll build up a meter or something, and you have to go into this huddle. What's called a huddle, mm-hmm. and everyone kind of like rushes the screen. It kind of goes into the point of view of um, Star Lord. I forget what his his name is, like his actual name is, but. They're all huddled around you and they're kind of telling you like why, you know, things aren't going well. They're like, oh, you know, we're not, we're, we're too scared. We're hesitating, whatever. And like the words will appear behind them. And you have to like, you're given a choice of two sort of like ways to rally the troops. Mm-hmm. And depending on the, which one you get, if you get it right and, and they kind of agree with you and, you and it worked, then you all get like a, like a boost mm-hmm. essentially, like a buff. Um, if you get it wrong... They'll be like, ah, you know, fuck you, and they'll they'll go back into fighting, and only you get the buff. But every time you do that, um, when you kind of go into that mode after it happens, like an actual song will play, like an actually like right, licensed right. song will play, very much like the movies. So you know, I know what it's doing to me, and I'm like so happy to go along the on the ride because <laughs> it's like, like yeah i'll take this yeah like yeah i'll take this I know what you're I know you're exploiting me but I'll accept the exploitation. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's like it's and it's also like again these characters that have had the benefit of um, having all this history and and time to like really round them out and and not only that but the way they interact with one another and that's reflected both in the combat because you have to interact and you know make sure you're leaning into you know someone's strength over others mm-hmm. like sometimes it's literally like a, a something you have to overcome in in the world like while you traverse it you have to you know realize. Group might be better for this and Rocket might be better for that. So you're having to remember all these traits and characteristics about the, your party. And you're also influencing the ways in which that party interacts with one another because you're, you know, effectively the leader of the team. And sometimes you have to like chastise people and sometimes you have to like, uh, you know, just let them vent and then just be like, yeah, you know what? That fucking sucks. And I agree with you. And they're like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Like I wasn't looking for, a, you know, you know, like a, 
uh, advice, mm-hmm. which is something that for me is like I'm still learning too. Like in, mm-hmm. in real life, like I'm still learning how to how to do that. So it's it's really cool. It, it's 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 surprising me. Like it's really well written. It, it looks gorgeous. It's really well acted, um, and it's it's made me care about a property that I usually don't give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is really not on my radar, but this version of that is is is. And it kind of like overrides the movie one in a lot of ways um, because of how much fun I'm having with it. Like, I don't know if I had, to be honest with you, like I had fun in those movies, but I didn't have this much fun. We're like, they're fine. I'm actually, yeah, they're fine. But like this game, this game is actually like a lot of fun. I've, I've have, I'm having a really good time with it. And I think if anyone wants a fun RPG that, you know, doesn't feel, you know, is definitely a departure from the whole like your typical kind of RPG worlds like it, it, with a lot of you know this one is kind of winks and nods at the, at the player in a lot of interesting ways it's really cool I, i'm I'm blown away by it and i'm, and I'm kind of like laughing at myself that like I, I was you know along with everyone else and maybe deservedly so we're, we're kind of like ah this looks like shit I mean, you know, like pitch, we'll see how it is but their pitch was bad they had a bad yeah, fucking it was pitch bad, like yeah. their e3 pitch sucked shit but like also from what i've seen in that game i think it's fucking pretty like they do alien yeah. worlds in a way that is like legitimately very impressive. Yeah, yeah, and like the you know you can customize your characters like 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 what they wear. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've unlocked certain costumes for them that like really makes it my own sort of vision of and each mission of like that you go on feels like a different issue of the comic book or something. Mm-hmm. Like it feels, mm-hmm. it just feels really good and um, highly recommend it. I, I was bl- I'm I'm blown away by it. I can't wait to finish it, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. Guardians of the Galaxy, check it out. Yeah, it's episodic like a comic book, not episodic like a fucking movie. Like not like a like a fucking yeah. sixteen part movie, right? Like it's yeah. it's yeah. not trying to do the shit that the Marvel movies tried to do and like yeah. arguably succeeded at, where they were like, yeah, each each movie is like fucking only about this one thing and like super yeah. super super concentrated. Um, yeah, which I think is like a really smart way to do things. Um, yeah, yeah. It's good to have a monster of a week sometimes, and like if that monster of the week builds to something, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope it does. I'll report back and let folks know. But I'm having a really good time with it. Um, all right, uh, you got the Rune King on here. It's another good video game. Uh, so it turns out, uh, League of Legends. You heard of this? You heard of this shit? Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. They've got indie game. They got some. They got some good shit in there. <laughs> Huh. They got they were hiding good shit in there. Um interesting. Yeah, they were hiding like actually like good and interesting like characters and lore uh in the League of Legends. They were kind of like holding it off to the side and being like, "No, no, none for you. We're only going <laughs> to do this via short story releases and skin descriptions." And then someone had the bright uh. idea of, "What if we put it in the video game?" Uh yeah. and they put it in the video game. And I am playing it, and I'm like, wow, I'm glad they put all this in the video game. I wish this had been put in the video game previously. <laughs> um, it is a legitimately very good turn-based RPG um, that was like wow. a really phenomenal translation of like the intricacies and weirdness of League as a game, which is like a game I haven't played a ton of, but like it is doing with its turn-based combat the it is teaching you all of the skills needed for league, which is really fucking weird. Um, so like it uses like, um, similar to like final fantasy. It has like an active time ish battle system where, um, you have basically like a little timeline 
Uh, and when it gets to a character's point in the timeline, they could do an action. Uh, and then there are like charge times for some moves and other moves are instant. Mm. And all that combat stuff works really, really fucking well with all the different buffs and debuffs you have. But the really unique and like great thing about it is kind of mirroring um, leagues like multi-lane structure you get to select which lane your attack goes in. So there's like a speed lane, a balance lane, and like a huh. power lane. Speed lane cool. comes out faster, does less damage. Balance lane in the middle. Power lane does a lot of damage, but comes out slower, right? That's fine. Mm-hmm. A lot of games have that. The fun part, though, is that enemies have uh, certain status effects and traits that can only be targeted by attacks in a specific lane. So, like, there's one enemy that has what's called, like, a mist bomb. If you kill that enemy before disarming the mist bomb, they will do, like, a massive amount of damage to the champion who kills them. But if you hit them with a speed lane attack earlier, it disarms the bomb. So you basically have to, like, build each fight around using the right lanes at the right time to maneuver your characters on the timeline and also to, like, do the right lane against the right enemy. So it's just, like, constant interplay between, like, making sure your tank is tanking and, mm. like, it's it's really mechanically deep in a way that was, like... Always want to make sure your tank is you tanking. gotta make sure your tank is tanking. Yeah. Um, it's, like, really mechanically deep in a way that is, like, very surprising. And it's also just, like, well-written and characterful. Who could have guessed? Huh. Um, what a concept. Yeah, the characters are good. Um, the world is like stupid fucking detailed. Every single environment, I'm like, wow, this is really fucking impressive. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, it's just a, a very well-made video game that is like teaching you about like fucking mana conservation and positioning <laughs> and timing uh, and like character builds in a way that is like very easily translated back to uh, the hellish video game that no one should play. Yeah, away from that. <laughs> Get away from that. Get away Don't from it, it. But also, the game is teaching you how to do it. So maybe. How to do so it. Maybe, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And it's get working. The, get, in the get, get in the funnel, Shinji. Get in the funnel. <laughs> get in the funnel, Shinji. Um, Just get in. I will not. I refuse to play League. I won't do it. This is a lie. I might oh, do it. You, you say that now. I know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You say that mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. They got. They got you. They got. They got me good. Um, what about? Uh, and tell me about Dead Cells. So Dead Cells, I have played in the past, but I like. I kind of bounced off of it. I don't know why, but I had a good time with it. But you're playing Dead Cells. Yo, they're still making that game. They're still making more wow. of that video game. Uh, they just announced a uh, fucking DLC that is coming out in Q1 2022. Uh, that is like a whole new air, er- like a whole new set of areas. It's a new final boss. Oh, cool! Um, they they are on update twenty six. Um, wow! Yeah, and all yo, all the updates actually do shit. So like this latest update huh. um, is playing off of Smash Bros. called the Everyone Is Here update, where they basically added a bunch of characters from other like popular indie games into Dead Cells what? by adding skins based off of those characters and new weapons based off of those characters. So like Dead Cells, side-scrolling roguelike, cool, fun. They added like, for example, they added a Hyperlight Drifter skin. And also a oh. hyperlight drifter weapon, and the hyperlight drifter weapon is the gun and sword 
uh, of the drifter. Oh, that's cool. So shooting enemies marks them, uh, which then means if you hit them with a melee attack, you crit and get your ammo back. So it's this really what? cool interplay of like marking enemies and then hitting them. And so it's basically translating the mechanics of all of these other indie like indie games into the world of Dead Cells. So like that's one example. Uh, another one, they added the uh, Hollow Knight. So you get the nail from Hollow Knight. Um, weapons in Dead Cells, you can't really aim them. They just shoot in front of you. With the exception of the Hollow Knight's nail, the nail you can oh, angle shit. up or down. And if you basically jump and you hit an enemy down, you bounce uh, and you do crit. You do like bounce like you do in Hollow Knight. Uh, and you also do crit damage. Uh, and if you do the nail up, you do crit damage and you knock enemies up into the air. Again, like in Hollow Knight. And it's really fucking cool. It's really cool um, <laughs> that each of these like different, totally different combat systems sorry, and totally different games are being translated now into Dead Cells and all of the translations are like good and unique and feel like they're like properly embodying the feel of each specific game. So like they added Guacamelee, um, Hollow Knight, um, Curse of the Dead Gods, Blasphemous, um, fuck, what's the name of the game? Uh, Hyperlight Drifter, and the sixth one is Skull of the Hero Slayer, which just came out and is also very good. Um, What's that? What's, is that like a is that some is that like a is that the name of the thing? Skull of the Hero Slayer. Yeah, it's also a like uh, side-scrolling roguelike with a lot of different characters. Uh, um, you put on different characters. You're basically a little guy. You're a little skeleton guy uh, who can okay. change out his heads at will, and by attaching the head of different skeletons to his body, um, he can gain their powers. Uh, and so huh. you're basically like changing your heads constantly. It's, 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 a, it's a very like satisfying video game. Um, all of the like different characters feel really good. Uh, and so he's a little guy. He's just a little guy. Um, just a little guy. He's just a little guy. But his um, skin in Dead Cells, they made him long. And oh, and Paul, I don't like that they made him long. Oh, he's yeah. just a little guy and they made him long and it's tremendously upsetting to me it is <laughs> yeah it's like so yeah. fucking upsetting to me i'm trying to find a picture of him just being a little guy it, it kind of like reminds me of the first time i saw like a tall mario in vr mm-hmm. chat mm-hmm. like in the same in the full outfit and i was like no that's not right okay mario's a little guy i've sent you a picture he's the little guy in the middle of the screen he's just a little guy right yeah, that is him. Imagine seeing that little guy for like, you know, 13 hours or whatever the fuck. You're really mm-hmm. familiar with that little guy. You love that little guy. He's a friend to you. He's a companion to you in your most trying times. Um, yeah. He's just a little guy. And then he's that. Oh, yeah. He's that's long. Weird. He's long. That's weird. I don't like I don't that like he's it. long. He should not uh, be long. He should not be long. Delete it. Delete it from the ch- group. You've like poisoned the the our dms <laughs> delete it from the dm his arms are too long his legs no. are too jacked he's just i don't like he should it. just be a little guy and he doesn't get to be a little guy anymore and fuck that wow yeah wow mm-hmm. uh, well you heard it here uh change it uh says kotaku.com <laughs> kotaku.com uh, says make him a little guy <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's let's uh let's talk about some bad guys for a second Please. Um, because 
I so here's the thing about me, Ren. I love a good scam. I love scammer. I love like the yes. idea of you know the scammer. I mean, it's the reason why folks love those kind of movies, right? Like, I don't know. Pick your favorite. Pick pick one. There's nothing better but, than uh, a con artist. Yeah, it's fun, right? So I love watching. Like, I just watched the WeWork documentary on Hulu. Wow, what a scam! Uh, we watched. Uh, I, I finally got around to watching the Fire Festival Hulu one because I only watched the Netflix one recently. Um, all, another all-time scam. Um, that you know, there's also like <laughs> real tragic downsides and, and impacts that these things have had. But in terms of like, wow, some of y'all got fooled. Uh, it's fun to watch that stuff, you know. Um, so there's a there's a series on Netflix called Bad Sport that kind of goes into. So far, I've only watched the first episode, but the second one's actually about a, a motorsport guy, which I'm excited to 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 watch. But the um the premise is is just like controversies controversies within sports that have happened, um and like kind of exploring them like in, in documentary form. So the first episode's about um oh, where were they from again? Arizona State University uh, basketball team, collegiate basketball team, and how some of the players were like throwing games to you know for for betting and stuff like that. And wow, uh, if that's any indication for the rest of the series, I cannot wait to watch it because. I don't know. There's again, there's something about the sort of criminal activity of it, you know, and like the sort of like, you know, wow, money's not real (laughs) kind of thing Uh, that you just kind of like, it's hard to not be fascinated by it of like, wow, man, like so many folks got just straight up conned, but also like none of this is real. And they're then, and like, are they brilliant? Are they like, you know, are they just idiots? It's a, it's a, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be shocked to learn it's, it's a bit of both. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's great. I can't recommend it enough. Um, it's kind of scratches a lot of itches for me, you know, with just, I love a good sport documentary, but you add a, add a good con in there and I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. So, uh, yeah, check it out sometime. It's, it's pretty good. I like it. I also think that like um, one of the cool things about con artists is just the idea that like, I mean, like you said, money's fake. The rules are fake. Fuck yeah. this. Like it's, it's motherfuckers right. who go, you know what? We do live in a society. Good point, the Joker. <laughs> yeah. um, right. We live in a society and we can fuck with it. Like none of yeah. this is, none of this is real. Let's fuck with it. And also part of the, part of the fun thing is that like, if there is a documentary about a con, you know that you have the dramatic irony like that is the i think that's one yeah. of the things that i really love about like con stories is that stories yes. about con artists you get both sides like when it's like a murder or something like you know the story right yeah but in a murder there's very rarely like a two-sided it doesn't it takes it's it's not fat like it's too fast murders are too yeah, fast yeah. where it's like oh well all the tension's gone already because we know totally. that the person got murdered. Uh, but with like a con artist story, you get to see them like fucking constructing this ruse and the way it like ebbs and flows over the course of the narrative, right? And so it's like yeah. it is the joy of the joy of discovery and dramatic irony, like inherent to true crime, but also like extended over a long enough period of time where the story is always taking center stage instead of like yeah. just getting into like gory details you can be like no 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 let's get into the details of this particular lie and what this other person thought and like the interplay yes. between those two things and it's like oh my god 
This is so much. It yeah. fucking whips. And and it's even it's even better because like I mean even like the WeWork documentary and and, and this one especially, um, at least in that first episode, they have, there's so much archival footage mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. stuff that they're actually talking about of the games that they actually threw and the ways in which they did it and like, you know, there's like like you said, seeing the 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 scam unfold through the lens that they were using at the time that the people that were getting scammed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're using it's it's so much fun to watch because you you know you're like you, you start to ask yourself too like yo what you know would i fall for that mm. and and like at least in the fire festival case like i was like thank god i didn't know about that shit until i saw that that sort of that that sad photo of the food with the little cheese on and the, and the lettuce mm-hmm. and shit like that's when i heard about it because i was way too broke to be on on instagram in in those circles right. but i was also like i also think that even if I was, I think I would have the 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 tools to be like, no, I'm not going to spend, you know, X amount of money on. But but that's the funniest. That's the funnier part too. Is like with some scams, it's like, you know, in in the case of bad sport, it's like they're they're playing with casino money, and it's like in a way, it's like, Haha, yeah, fuck, fuck it, em. like get get that shit. Like so, it's you know, it's it's funny because I think ultimately in the end, I don't think the the first episode really kind of wags a finger in any in any real way but it it still kind of wraps up in a way that i don't think i, I think it's still like obviously yeah if if, if you've like hurt people or whatever and, and you know you've done some real scum shit then like yeah you know you obviously deserve to face some consequences right but um yeah i don't know i'm not entirely sure what i'm allegedly saying or not but what i'm saying is you know i, I like it's fun to just watch that stuff mm-hmm. unfold and and see the kind of the way the dominoes get set up and then knocked down like it's just so oh man no one does it's, machinations it's so no one does machinations yeah. anymore like like right. <laughs> anymore like you very anymore. rarely get to see someone machinating in like a very real way yeah. like like you know fucking that's why that's why game of thrones was popular well part of why yeah. game of thrones is popular is because like one it was the all the fucking but two yeah. motherfuckers were having machinations so that's succession in a, in a in a nutshell. Right. It's just like look at these evil motherfuckers just playing with just playing with machinator. Just like just machinator. And you wow, know, and you the, know who is machinator. Like that's the joy of succession. The joy of Connor to stories is that like you yeah. get to know everyone who's machinating. You get to know all the shit. Wow. Um, and you get to see when motherfuckers are playing games with each other and don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And like when a scan yeah. when a con artist is conning another con artist, that is actually. I'm gonna do a quick side recommendation. There is a Netflix oh. anime um, about um, con artists. Oh, I started watching this. Yo, I didn't finish it's it. So fucking good. That show. What is it called? Is again? phenomenal. I think it's called um, Netflix Con Artist. Anime. <laughs> That's the Great Pretender. Oh, the Great Pretender. Yeah, I started watching that, and I never finished it. So I'm gonna pick that, that back up. That shit is so incredibly good um because wow the first the first arc of that show is fucking phenomenal because it has like multiple layers of like ah the machinations are so good and they play with the audience in such like a phenomenal way that like even if the rest of the series totally fell apart which like it kind of doesn't it it does its shit really well that first arc is so fucking expertly put together as like a piece of fiction that i cannot help but love it and it's just it is some god tier shit 
Damn. Wow. Okay. Well, gonna watch. Gonna pick that back up again. Um, all right. Yeah. Tell me about. Tell me about this. Uh, this Spotify wrapped. This Spotify wrapped thing. Because I also I I did mine today in line at the uh, at the pharmacy mm-hmm. where I wasted an hour of my life. Walgreens. Fuck you, Walgreens. Um, fuck you, Walgreens. Wait, is this the Walgreens that I think it is? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck that Walgreens. Fuck that Walgreens. Nah, they they seriously are so understaffed. It's it like sucks. it's wild. It's I like unbelievable. Like I feel so bad for that. Staff. And it was like it Ugh. was a while before I was checking out. That Walgreens, listen. It, yeah. Shout out shout out yeah. to us. Listen, fuck Walgreens. Shout out to the people fuck who Walgreens. work at that Walgreens. Exactly. Solidarity. Fuck that Walgreens, but, shout um, out to the people who work there. <laughs> this is the duality yeah, of no. man. So while I was there, I um I, I did my little thing, my my uh, my top songs and stuff like that. But so, what w- what was yours looking like? So I did mine on the uh, on the subway, uh, and okay. I was heading home from a friend's place uh, that I stayed at last night, and um, I was on the subway, and my shit was pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, with one exception, uh, which was my most listened to song. And I'm about to expose myself uh, in, Let's do it. in a pretty grim way. Uh, my most played song was She by Dodie, uh, which for those of you who don't listen to sad lesbian music, that is one of the most like pathetic, yearning ass songs <laughs> that exist. That, that is a song that includes the line, she smells like lemongrass and sleep. Like, shut the mm. fuck up. I hate wow. the fact that I listened to that song, and this is going to be tough to admit, 117 wow. fucking times. In my defense, I would put it on when I was sad about girls, and then I would kind of just take yeah. a nap. Um, oh, so it would loop. So it would loop. But also, I did listen to it 117 times, and that's kind of never yeah. acceptable. And that's you, I mean, yeah. That's the utility of Spotify Wrapped. Is you do your Spotify yeah. Wrapped and you're like, oh fuck, oh, God, God, I did listen to that it. song, huh? Fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'll expose myself. Um, so this is the year I got into sim driving a lot, mm-hmm. and for for certain racing games, uh, sometimes by default they come with like drum and bass as like the the, the sort of main music you listen to. I think as a result of just like so then I so then I would seek out drum and bass playlists on Spotify specifically for when I was trying to learn to spend some time on the wheel. Cause I don't know, it's just like good music to listen to while you're like going very fast in a car and it just like it just kind of scratches some of those um wipeout or like ridge racer vibes that I that I kind of remember from back in the day. Because I'm an old man, my bones are dust. It's okay, and, I forgive you. Yeah, I know. Thank you. And I'm sorry and, that happened to you. Yeah, you know, it, it'll happen to you too no. at some point. No, I'm not so, like other girls. My my first <laughs> my first track, my my most listened to song is a song called "Dance Together," which is pretty much you, you can you can already sort of like you know get a vibe for what that song is like. But it's it's by Molly Collins and Ruth Royale. And then, um, how about we do this? You you give me. So this is one of the. The questions we have as well so actually you know what real quick mm-hmm. let's sidestep yeah let's get into questions perfect
Okay, before we do my little experiment, yes. uh, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to throw them into our questions channel in the optional Discord. If you're also in the Fanbyte Discord, there's an optional channel in there. You can just throw questions. You can also email us at podcast@fanbyte.com. Uh, you know, just put optional in the subject line so I can catch it and call us. Uh, a couple of folks called us this week uh, at 424-426-3799. That's 424-GAMERZZ. Uh, so you can leave us a voicemail. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate yeah. you. Hey, 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 listen, listen. That's Nikki's work of genius, all right? I'm not, I'm not going to stand Christ. for that, all right? Uh, so we did get a couple of voicemails, but before we get to that, I think someone did ask um, in the questions. Yeah, so, so Danny asks, um, what was your most played song this year? Now that we both know that about each other's Spotify wrapped, what, what are your, okay, give me your top three. So what are number two and three? Uh, top three songs? All right, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let me pull up my wrapped. Um, I sent it to, I think I sent it to my girlfriend. I'll, I'll give you my number two. Please, please. My number two was uh, I Go by Peggy Goo. Mm-hmm. Um, really great uh, Korean artist slash DJ slash producer slash, you know, just amazing god, mm-hmm. goddess. Um, it's a great song. Check it out. Also, I listened to that a lot while I was doing sim driving because it just kind of keeps you, even when I was doing real driving, when I was like traveling, and that's I would put that song on sometimes late night on a highway and it's it's a good time. Uh okay, what's your number two? You know what? I'm not gonna it's gonna take me too long. Uh it's by the band Zutomayo. Uh Z U T O M A Y O. So just Zoo and then Paul's last name. Um, yeah. uh there's a song on their album uh of theirs um called Dear Mr. F. That is not my number two song. My number two song is the song after Dear Mr. F on that album. So I've kind of just It's all Japanese, so you can't read it. Exactly. I've kind of just given everyone a cool puzzle where they now have to find this album, find Dear Mr. F, and then look at the next song in sequence. And that's my number two. Okay. Uh, And all right. You know what? We know. You know what I'll do in the in both discords. mm -hmm. Uh, Send me the link to that song. I'm going to make a little playlist. Perfect. Yes, and and we'll okay. And then my third one, uh, this is kind of this is a little. Yeah, I don't know if you, I don't know if folks would expect this. Other, I think folks in Discord might expect it, but uh, it was that Elton John Dua Lipa song that is the PNAU remix of it mm. was just so good. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if that's how you say the person who remixed its name, but um, it's a good song. I listened to it a whole bunch this year. Nice. Uh, what's what's your number? Three? My number three is a better son slash daughter, um, which is this like. Um, I don't know. It was just like a really good song for me when I was in like a weird place in my life um, that is about like moving, not moving on, but being like, actually, fuck this. I am capable of growth, even if this sucks. Um, wow. And it, it was the beginning is the opening song for a playlist I have called I Don't Want to Be This Kind of Animal Anymore. Um, okay. Which is like a like very that. much like I need to fix my shit playlist, and wow. uh, yeah, better son slash daughter is is um, is the opening song for that playlist, and so I used it a lot when I was like feeling bad about my whole shit. Wow, I love that. I love that kind of energy. That that energy of like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it, and I, and I, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna fix it. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick myself back up. God damn it. Because that's, that's kind of what I've been doing recently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 that's real. It's got this fucking, it's got this, like, it's like chorus or like it's bridge is, um, and sometimes when you're on, you're really fucking on and your friends sing mm. along and they love you. 
but the lows are so extreme that the good seems fucking cheap and it teases you for weeks and teases you for weeks in its absence and it's like damn, damn. that's a that's a good point that is a wow. good point the lows are so extreme that the good seems fucking cheap and it teases me for weeks in its absence damn but but bars but you'll fight and you'll make it through you'll fake it if you have to and you'll show up for work with a smile you'll be better and you'll be smarter and more grown up and a better daughter or son and a real good friend and you'll be awake you'll be alert you'll be positive though it hurts um (sighs) it's like it's just like a good fucking song Um, that sounds like a good song it's a good song that is like you know what i am doing you know what fuck this it, fuck this it's, it's a song that's like i'm doing bad but i can go fuck myself for doing bad because like i can't <laughs> it's yeah it just it's just a, it's a good one it's a good one that's awesome yeah send me those three songs i'm gonna make a playlist that hope maybe i can figure out how to add people to it mm-hmm. so they can add to it uh, yeah with the top three their top nice. threes. yeah give us your top threes um okay cool our first voicemail uh this week comes in from uh billy and uh billy asks This is a question for the optional podcast. Uh, Hey, y'all. This is Billy, also known as Jumpgate, from the optional Discord. Uh, My question is, how do you approach networking in your industry so that you're building meaningful relationships with colleagues and not coming off as someone who's solely focused on advancing their career? Uh, That's a great question. Um, Do you want to take this one first? Um, Yeah, I can take a pass at this. Sure. So I think that as someone who has. Okay, so I just got this job at Kotaku. Um, like, let's go. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's December 1st, three months ago. No, three months ago. Yeah, three months ago. Fuck me, wow. running. God damn. Time flies. Um, got this job three months ago. Um, I got my job at Fanbyte in May of. 2020 um so i am new to this shit but i was lucky enough to like grow up in this space where there are a lot of people who have like since like come up right like i've been friends with like gita jackson for like i think like seven years now um hi gita hey gita i love gita so much hi gita i love gita um i think the actual answer to this question is um if you genuinely like something and and see a person who also genuinely likes that thing or can like comfortably talk to someone, you'll probably be fine. Like if you are worried about coming off, like you're just like using it. If you approach a friendship as a networking opportunity, it's going to come off that way is my realist advice. And so like as hard as bad as this advice is just don't just do not approach yeah, any of no, your shit kind of as a networking opportunity <laughs> if you like some if you like one of your peers like them hang out that rules you will probably not like a lot of your peers too and like the last thing you want to do is be around someone you don't like because they're your peer um because like that shit is so obvious sometimes uh, and it's it's yeah. especially obvious with peers because like I mean we've all been in friend groups with like people we don't like all that much like it happens to everybody where you're like in a group of friends and there's like one person and you're like eh. <laughs> it's human right yeah but when you're with peers and like 
you know, you always know where it's like, I think you only keep me around because I'm useful to you. And mm. that sucks shit. Um, yeah. And so like my, my advice is um, to basically don't treat anything like a networking opportunity. Um, like people because you like them and you will have a lot, have a much better time. Um, I also think that like part of this is complicated in our field um, because we're also forward facing, right? You are a podcast producer. I am a fucking blogger, right? Like it is a very personality forward space that we both work in, which means that there's the difficulty of also like, when are you talking to a peer and when are, when do you have a parasocial relationship? Mm. Right. Especially when you're new to the space. And, like, learning yeah. how to navigate that distance can be really difficult, um, especially yeah, if you haven't had to do it before, you know? Yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's something that I've honestly, for real, for real, have been struggling with for the past few years because I'm also still relatively new to this kind of space, especially on such a, on such a platform, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I just, I de- definitely came out of nowhere, um, it, you know, when I was first hired at Kotaku, um, but yeah, that's something that I'm still having a, tr- a hard time navigating and, and I try my best to like, you know, respond and, and, be, and be cool with folks. But like, I do have, I do have a bit of a wall up and I think I, I definitely cherish my like real life friends mm-hmm, and the people mm-hmm. that I talk to and, and kind of shoot the shit with on a regular basis. But I agree with what you said earlier too, in terms of like, just don't just try not try to try your best not to come off that way or, and, and try, but more than that, like don't do it that way. Like don't, don't go into an interaction with like the expectation that you're, you'll walk away with some sort of promise or some sort of like guarantee mm-hmm. or some sort of like exchange because like, that's just not how humans, you know, interact. Like they were, that's not how I like to interact at least. So like for me, it makes a big difference when someone actually like wants to talk about shit, even mm-hmm. if it's like, I don't know, you know, you, see the next game the other night yeah she was she was fucking wild or whatever and then we talk about that and you kind of relate on a, just a human level so I, i've never gone out of my way to make sure that like i mean i've met people that i really admired too in mm-hmm. real life i mm-hmm. think that a lot of that experience comes from a previously i used to do a lot of work um on the sort of streetwear fashion side where i was meeting people that i admired on a regular basis and i couldn't show it so i had to just be like cool it cool it be cool be cool don't be a fucking nerd there's just like yeah, that's you know one of your favorite rappers, but shut the fuck up and like just mm-hmm. just be a professional. Um, and and over time too, you realize that like these people that you admired for so long, they're just like they're just regular people. And and I know that you might want to, in in this case, utilize that access as a way to advance your career or whatever. But like, just like just don't don't do that. <laughs> I I actually agree with you. Like just just I mean I remember when I first met like Austin, I was like yo what's good man and like you know like hey it's it's so nice to meet you like I, you know i really admire your work and stuff and, and I, but but then that was it but then i was just like then i just kind of moved on and talked about something else like it, there, there wasn't an expectation there that was like oh hey like you know can i have a job <laughs> can i get uh can you can because i i knew that more than anything um you know that that's just not how that stuff works but but those kind of like i think what what matters more is just you know um not being seen as that person mm-hmm. and i i respect people who go out of their way on on main and just ask people or in companies and shit like i mean i can't do that that's not no, me personally no i'd rather but, pass but yeah but if you're asking me i i just treat people like you know like people and just talk to them and and you know it just and but at the same time do your own thing and and 
uh, make sure that whatever you put out there doesn't require or at least doesn't like hinge on mm-hmm. you know there being a oh I, I know someone here I know someone there it's like just make just make sure you're doing shit that actually speaks for itself and like and it's and it's genuine and authentic um because that'll that'll probably take you farther than being like I'm gonna go to this after party and I'm, I have business cards which I respect you know I'm not gonna knock the hustle but like yeah just just be cool you know also unlike the parasocial end of things even if you are within the same field do not approach people like you are friends like from that yeah, onset yeah, sure. like it's one thing to be walk up to someone and be like you know, someone who like does a lot of podcasts and be like, oh, I really respect your work. Let's talk about something else. It is another thing to walk up to that same person having never like spoken to them before and be like talking to them as if like you are on a fucking podcast. Like if you try yeah, that yeah. shit, it will not work because it's one, yeah. people are different people than when they're on shows. We all know this, like chill. Yeah. Two, you will look corny as hell. Do not do this. Um, and it will, it will come off in a way that is like, oh man, you are like, you are into a version of me that doesn't actually exist. And I can, and I can tell that. And I can tell that like, you are not particularly, if you are interested in getting to know the real me, it is only because you really like this other version of me. And like, that's a bummer. That's like a bummer to like, yeah, to like have like, to like realize, um, I don't know. I think that we often show a lot of different sides of ourselves to people, like to different people. This is like being human, right? And understanding which side of yourself you want to show to someone and being conscious about that is like important. And also like, I think there are times where the quote unquote hustle can like give you brain worms. Don't like, Mm -hmm. if you catch yourself getting the brain worms, you're like, I want to meet this person and network. Don't do you it. have the power to be like, ooh, maybe I'm not going to do that. Maybe I should not yeah. actually do the hustle. Because, like, right. it sucks. Don't do the hustle yeah. sometimes. Like, do the hustle in terms of, like, the work. But, like, the conversational hustle, if you find yourself tempted, nip that shit in the bud and focus on, like, developing meaningful relationships with, like, the people within your reach. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm speaking from experience. Like those meaningful relationships will take you farther because, or take you further because, like, you know, down the road you might need to lean on those kind of, kind of just like genuine connections. Like, you know, like hey, you know, they, they you might not not necessarily be doing it, um, you know, frequently and like, hey, I'm looking for work. Hey, I'm looking for work. But those those folks will come through and be like, hey, I heard I heard something's happening here, or like, yo, I, I referred you to this person. Mm-hmm. So that shit goes a long way, you know, and, and just making sure you're not that extra thirsty, always trying to hustle person that that also can go a long way in, in, in a bad way. So it'll stay with and you. That shit takes years. Um, Remember that relationships yeah. of all kinds can take like years to build. Sometimes they come quick, oh, yeah. right? Sometimes you meet someone and you're like, damn, you are one of my like bitches immediately, immediately. <laughs> but like other times that it's going to take a long time. And like that was like me, right? When you met me, you were I was like, I was like yeah, this, this damn. This is one of my bitches immediately. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, um, cool, cool. Yeah, Paul, uh, <laughs> Paul you're one of the you're one of the special ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like those other guys. Grim. Um So how how are you doing on time? I feel like oh. we're running extra long on this one. I'm golden. I'm happy to. I'm, I'm happy to keep going as long as wow. you want to keep going. All right, so let's let's do the second voicemail, we'll, we'll, and we'll kind of pick up the pace here. So here's here's a question from Mo. 
Hey y'all, it's Mo from Discord. My question for the optional is this. What's something that you feel strongly is top tier, but you find that the consensus around you rates as mid? And if you want to make an argument for why it's top tier and not mid, please do so. Okay. Uh, Ren, you are starting. You go first on you this are one? Starting I'm on starting. This one. All right, listen, I don't want to hear it anymore from anybody else on Twitter, mm-hmm. in my DMs. If I see someone else say Tokyo Drift is mid or even worse, sucks, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be very upset. I might delete my Twitter. I might just, you know, go live in a cabin somewhere. Listen, the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift saved that entire franchise, which is now again in shambles, but we we all saw this coming. But Tokyo Drift, I feel like usually gets shit on and I and I'm I'm like that movie was great. What are you talking about? It it it, it first of all it saved the series. It introduced Han, who before they kind of retconned him into being a fucking sorry spoiler alert, which is bullshit. Maybe I'll bleep that out because let me let me write that down. I don't want to spoil the that reveal for anybody. I want I want whoever listens to this to get mad just like I did. Um, you know uh, that movie was it was like it's stupid. It's like it's so it's full of so many problems. Yeah, of course, all those movies are in terms of like just you know even just tonal things, but like. Man, that was a cool movie. Also, they they took a chance on you know Justin Lin, who has at this point beyond proven himself as like a as as a director who can direct big movies. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was cool. And it's a shame that like you know those characters were kind of relegated to this comic relief in the in the most recent ones. Because um, I would have liked to have seen a cooler version of their futures play out uh, in the way that the movies kind of lead you to believe. Anyway, Tokyo Drift. Just it's it's not mid, and you're wrong, and uh, you should apologize. Damn right. No, I got mine. Okay, what is Halo it? Halo four and five are not mid. Wow. Halo four and five are fucking fine, if not great. Okay. Those they, they are they are excellently made video games. I will I will stand by this shit until the day that I die. Um. I've I've heard some people complain about Halo Four. Halo Four is 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 good. It's good. Halo Five is fucking excellent. Halo Five is some of the best first person shooting multiplayer that has ever existed. I would honestly wow. put Halo Five at like possibly above Halo Infinite in terms of feel, in terms of like game feel. Do I like Halo Infinite's like mechanics and like all the shit they added more? Yes, grappling hook, great fusion coils, great all this shit, excellent, right? What's not excellent uh, is the fact that they took out uh, the Spartan charge and like the dashes and shit. That was great. Halo's new movement shit that they added in Halo 5 is some of the best first person shooters ever felt because it splits the difference between having armor that feels big and weighty and bulky and strong, but also attaching fucking jets to it so you can dash (laughs) the fuck around in a way that feels that feels honest. You could rapidly yeah. change your direction, but you can do it for a second, right? Um, Damn. And like, okay. that shit rules. And also like the Prometheans are not that bad. All right. They are not you that bad. They are good even, I would say. I I respect it. I I, have, I foolishly have not played four and five. I was like kind of out the game mm-hmm. at, this, at this point in my mm-hmm. life. So um, I'll go back and check those out. Five is worth it. Five is worth it. Four, okay. four, they're figuring their shit out. Yeah, 
I like I like seeing that too, though. Like the the roots of of where you know where those other things got to eventually. But um, that's cool. That's cool. I respect it. Uh, all right. So we got some. We got a serious question here Thanks. from uh, my brother George, mm-hmm. who asks, uh, "How is uh, how's your new espresso machine?" My espresso machine is great. It's it's nice. good. I I made my first shot today. Um. The shot was very good. It was an excellent shot, even. Uh, nice. Well, actually, I fucked up the shot. Let me let me oh, let me did. apologize. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucked up the shot very badly. Uh, not very badly. It was underground. So to get like a good espresso shot, you have to have a proper amount of extraction, which means having your grinds be the proper. It means having your temperature be right. Oh, it means having your shit I be tamped you were, like, right. In a basement. Um, stupid underground. Stupid. Fuck you. Stupid. I, I, you dumb motherfucker. That go <laughs> fuck yourself. Stupid. You said it. Um. So. <laughs> sorry, I do. I'm I so mad. I'm so, I'm furious. Even. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Um. So you got to tamp your shit down. But the problem was on my first on my first espresso pull, which I did minutes before this podcast started, so I could have a good answer to this question. Um, I it was it was too coarse. It was too coarse, which meant that the water ended up just like kind of going through it instead of like mm. forming into like a solid puck uh, of coffee um, that would make like a nice, good, strong shot. Um, huh. and, and, uh, yeah, it was under extracted. It, uh, it only pulled in about like 10, 15 seconds. And that is not what you want. You want your shots to pull in 20 to 30 seconds. Um, yeah, everybody knows this. And so it was, it was a little bit acidic. It was a little bit acidic, but the machine has a lot of customization. I can make it, I can make it work right for me. Wow. You can like tune I, it like a car. Mm-hmm. You can, I can tune the temperature two degrees at a time. Holy I can also shit. improve my technique. The thing, the thing that I fucked up here was technique. I will just simply yeah. have better technique. I will do a finer grind. I will do a yeah. uh, different temperature, you know, different extraction time. Okay, uh, Jason asks, what games from the year do you think have been overlooked and think people should play? Oh, man. Uh, I, I can't. Oh, you know what? Play uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Uh, play uh, Cruise and Blast. Um, there are just just some stupid stupid racing games that oh um, Circuit Superstars I talked about it last week that's good if you wanted just a simple racing game it's a good time you have any uh yeah uh, I think that Beast Breaker is really really good Beast Breaker is this like <sighs> what if Peggle was a turn based RPG oh shit <laughs> uh huh uh huh you were like a little mouse and you have different weapons. And you break big crystal monsters by bouncing off of them like a peggle ball. Uh, and you get to kind of like aim yourself. And so you get to do the cool thing of like picking the right uh, moves to use, but also like aiming yourself to bounce off of different parts of the monster properly to like break piece by piece, like the whole thing. What's this called again? Beast Breaker. Uh, it's made by some of the same people who made Threes, the okay. mobile game where you like slide tiles together to make bigger numbers uh it is yeah, yeah. that game will make you feel like a fucking brain genius it, it is it is okay. a very good i feel like a brain genius video game absolutely love it uh beast breaker i like that. very good beast breaker um all right if 2021 was a video game boss uh which one would it be and why 
Brad? Senator Armstrong from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Whoa. Both phases. Um, all three phases. We're talking, we're talking the big robot phase. We're talking okay. the like first punching phase, and then we're talking the third punching phase as well. We are talking Wow. All three all, punching phases. All three phases of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance's final boss. Huh. That's a good one. Um yeah, mine would be the uh the final boss in Streets of Rage 2. It's a it's a guy who who doesn't stay in one place and can move in fucking 3D and shoot in 3D with a machine gun and you're just an idiot who's there with like your fists and your and your feet mm-hmm. there to beat him up and he pulls out a fucking Uzi. It's just not fair. It's not fair. Like this it. shit sucks. What, come on, really? God damn. Uh, new variant? Come on, man. You moving to 3D? Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this dimension. <sighs> uh, okay, couple last que- couple few last questions. Uh, Danny, uh, what are your favorite and least favorite things about New York City so far, Ren? I think my favorite thing about New York City so far is um, coming from a shitty place. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the ability to walk places and also just like be around people. I think that like. Yeah. For as like cramped and crowded and fucked as the city is, um, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I think that like I don't know. There's this like odd. There's this like odd intimacy to the way that everyone is trying so hard not to give a fuck about the person next to them. If that makes sense, where it's like <laughs> yeah, 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 like there was a moment on the train. Uh, where a dude started just like getting mad at the idea of women. Okay. This man was furious about the idea of women. And like, I watched every other bitch on that subway car make temporary eye contact with every <laughs> other woman on there and be like, there was this like sharing. He's like, hey, this uh, <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, fuck this. Um, yep. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like moments of like, human connection in the face of like deep frustration that kind of like solidifies the city for me or like this one day i was walking down the street and this woman was like clearly having a bad phone call or like having like an okay phone call it was like not great and she was like i love your outfit and i was like thank you so much i needed that because i was having a bad fucking day uh and it's like moments of like genuine connection with like the people who live in the same place as you uh and like developing like a regular relationship with like different businesses around you and your community. That's the good shit to me. That's yeah, my favorite. Totally, yeah. That's great. I mean, it's amazing what you'll see in, in one day mm-hmm. in New York city on the subway, just coming <laughs> to and fro. Uh, amazing. The kind of stories and characters you'll, you'll encounter. But uh, what, what about any least favorite? Things? My least favorite thing. Um, probably the other side of this uh, is weird, bad men. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Hey, huh. men of New York, maybe chi- oh. maybe chill a little bit. Fucking relax. Maybe maybe vibe like ten percent more. <laughs> in my first week here, a man followed me home on a scooter. Oh no! On a, sc- on, a on an this motherfucker was on a razor scooter. On a razor scooter. This motherfucker was on a razor scooter and was like, "Hey, can we have sex?" Which is like the most embarrassing huh. way to catcall a woman is to be like, "Yeah." Can we have sex? No. You're on a Razor scooter. No. No, sir. Not only are you on a Razor fucking scooter, you also said, can we have sex? If you have to say, can we have sex? You're not going to. 
You're not yeah, going yeah, yeah. to like that is that's a pro tip. It's probably not going to work. You out. will know. You will. You will know yeah. the vibe. And like that doesn't mean you shouldn't mm. ask for like proper consent. You should do that. Of course, enthused verbal consent. Great. But if you're coming in with the like, can we do this energy? You're not. No. No, you're not yeah, getting yeah, it. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. In that way, yeah, you're not. It's not gonna on a scooter. No. Motherfuckers. Uh, to, to a stranger? No, it's not going to work. It, you not do not come out here with like five foot three dude energy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it's, yeah. it's about the energy. I, I discovered a new type of yeah. man recently, and it's men who are like five foot 14, who's like a six foot oh, two shit. dude yeah. who has <laughs> the energy of a man who is five foot four and upset about Damn. it. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get that. Five foot yeah, 14. Yeah. You are not Listen, six as two. A, as a lifelong short king i i I know exactly what Mm -hmm. you're talking and and emphasis on the king part though i just want to know i just want to know that the king part is essential here we're talking about a short king not (laughs) not not a little guy yeah a little guy and a short king are are very different things different energies yeah yeah um all right desiccated veins asks questions for both of you what's your favorite instant noodle and what's your favorite restaurant slash takeout noodle dish Oh, I fucking love drunken noodles so much. Yeah, that's drunken good noodles are so good. Thai noodle dishes are so oh, fucking Thai noodle dishes. Good. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. incredible. That shit or like maybe Singapore noodles, like Singapore made fun. <sighs> uh, Singapore made fun fucks me up. I wish that. Um, there was more like vegetarian Singapore made fun because uh, most of it is like yeah. made like pork and chicken. And it's a bummer for me because God damn, I love those spicy little noodles. I love those spicy little noodles. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great, that's a great choice. Yeah. I think for my, um, uh, what is it? So my, for my favorite like restaurant dish, um, man, it's tough. Cause I, I love my favorite noodle is probably udon. Oh, and then yo. my, but one of my favorite dishes to get sometimes if I'm just feeling like a gross, I just, I'm just gross. Maybe I'm inebriated. Who are you to judge? It would probably be um, a yakisoba, mm. like a like a pan fry mm. with veggies mm. and maybe a choice of protein in there. Mm. Oh, just give me that and I'm good. Yeah. I'll be I'll be all right. And then my favorite instant one, uh, it's it's probably this uh, the spicy dajin ramen. I think it's like the Korean ramen. I really like that one. I um, don't get to have instant noodles anymore for the most part because they are not yeah, vegetarian. I mean, um, yeah. But when I did eat them, I was a, I was a big fan of beef, um, which I know makes yeah. me like, I know it's controversial. I know that chicken is usually the the firm preference for instant noodles and I get that, but I was, I was, I really like beef. Yeah. No, I can't have noodles anymore either. It's just, it's at least, at least not like that. Not like I used mm-hmm. to. Um, okay. So uh, our last question Dull Focus Chris from the Fanby Discord asks Ren, "What's the what's the biggest difference you've experienced since moving to the big leagues?" Question mark. More people want me dead. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. probably the That'll most happen. notable one. It's probably the most notable one. I think that like aside from the fact that working for Kotaku means that people want to kill you all the time, Grim. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, that game. Yeah, yeah, not not great. It is working for a publication that genuinely shapes discourse in like the game space is very, very strange. 
because it comes with this like you have to be deeply aware of like the conversational tone that you're setting a lot of the time yeah especially like when you're at a publication that's heavily scrutinized so like kataka is a pretty heavily scrutinized publication we get a lot of shit um and learning how to understand that scrutiny and how to like separate people being assholes from like legitimate criticisms of my work that I need to like take into account has been like the big thing that I've learned. So like starting at Kotaku meant me learning how to take L's better and be like, yeah, yeah. I fucked that piece. I don't, I cannot dwell on this. I just have to move on to the next one. You have to move on. Yeah. Got to move on to the next one. And also like, learning how to distinguish bad faith critique from good faith critique has been something that's like mm -hmm. that took me a couple of like weeks and like a couple of months to like yeah. settle into is being like all right when are people just being dicks about my work and when are people like pointing shit out like i'll i'll openly admit some of my fuck-ups like um when i first started i wrote this piece about uh D &D 5e and like my frustrations with D, D 5e and i stand by all those criticisms i stand by all of those frustrations and that game's a fucking mess um <laughs> But also that piece was supposed to also be about alternatives and different ways of understanding tabletop role-playing games and, like, alternatives to offer people that are slightly more obscure and more, like, you know, interesting or independent, right? Right. And I over-prioritized the first bit. I over-prioritized, like, talking shit. And that was fucked up. Uh, and, like, people rightfully pointed that out. And, like, I have to take the L on that and, and move on better. Or, like, when I first started doing legal reporting, uh, I reported on uh, the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. I still have, like, fucking, I still have alerts on my computer uh, to, like, check new filings for that case. Um, oh, wow. I had to learn legal reporting on the fly at work because I'd never done it before. And so yeah. my first few, like, stories where I was doing legal reporting, I fucked up. Uh, I didn't misrepresent anything, but I did misprioritize certain bits of information. And learning how to understand legal standards and what is standard practice and the things that are legitimately fucked up, because there's legitimately fucked up shit happening in that trial, but understanding how to distinguish what is, like, quote-unquote normal fucked up in legal practice to what is, like, bespoke fucked up with the Activision Blizzard situation has oh been, like... God, I can't even imagine. ...was, like, a very real learning curve and, like, accepting when some really rude lawyer got mad at me. Like, being able to be like, man, this dude's being a dick, but also, he's kind of right. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Throw your ego aside. Yeah, and, like, that is if you could call that a difference, it is the demand into public, not publicly reckon with your, it's the demand to publicly reckon with my L's, right? I can, before oh. I had, had to like personally reckon with my L's and now I, to some degree, like when I take an L, it is on the public stage and yeah. I have to learn how to reckon with that while also dealing and not with only like that, bad feelings. And not only that, but like they're, they're like, you know, cemented in, on the public record. So it's like, yeah, I had, this, you know, this is a very stupid, similar example, but like I had a similar thing with like Tetris 99, where when that, when that came out, I fucking hated it. I was like, this game is trash. Like, I mean, it's kind of fun. It kind of has some interesting ideas, but it's going to take some while to get used to. But then, uh, you know, eventually I, some of my criticisms were valid. Like there were features that were just missing that shouldn't have been missing. 
and you know other sort of life of uh, quality of life improvements but then like but then like you know six months later or whatever i actually wound up completely turning around in that game and really liking mm-hmm. it but you can go to youtube and you can hear me right now like talk about it for minutes about how i hate this game mm-hmm. it's trash and, and, and a game that i eventually changed my mind on because they kind of worked on it for a while a- afterwards but yeah it's it's weird it's everything you said and then some it's like it's it's tough i'm still kind of grappling with it it's like I never really liked that kind of attention and that kind of light, uh, you know, on me at at times. So um, that's why I've definitely kind of, you know, pushed back or pulled myself back from a lot of that stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. And you have to like triple quadruple, you know, check everything because, you know, you know, they're going to come at you from a million different angles and on why you're wrong. And, and, you know, your thing's got to be fucking, you know, airtight otherwise it's it's just like yeah you're kind of setting yourself up in some cases and there are some times where i'm like damn i, I set myself up there i should i should have not mm-hmm. taken that bait or i should have thought about this a little longer or whatever so yeah it's uh taking the l's publicly is that's that's real um oh uh and then dull focus also wants to know uh give to give them a book recommendation yeah no problem uh so i'm gonna do i'm gonna do i'm like breaking rules uh, and i'm indecisive so i'm actually gonna do a couple uh oh, wow. i know i know i'm not like other girls i'm worse uh so i would recommend <laughs> uh jeff vandermeer uh has his like most famous trilogy is the area x trilogy which is um annihilation um oh yeah oh god annihilation authority and acceptance uh all three phenomenal books i really recommend that trilogy uh but that's not what i'm recommending here Ha, there's a secret fourth recommendation. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. Uh, the actual books that I'm recommending are the um, uh, Ambergris uh, trilogy, which is his other trilogy that seems really, really cool. I just started it, uh, and I'm getting through the first book now. It is about this like really beautifully rendered fucking hell city that is completely this like city with like this like totally decentralized like no governance, uh, and is like experimenting with what that looks like and how social bonds still exist in a place like that. And like, basically it's like a model, an interesting, an interesting book about models for social organization and anarchy and dealing with like hierarchy and religious trauma. Uh, the first book seems really good. Uh, and apparently the next two books are detective stories, uh, which is very exciting for me. Cause I love it when people play with Ooh. genre. Um, it's like my favorite shit on earth. And that's my first recommendation is that trilogy uh second recommendation if that is not up your alley if you're looking for some like capital l literature uh one of my favorite books uh, ever is go tell it on the mountain by james baldwin it is just a like phenomenally a phenomenally beautiful novel it is like one of the most beautiful things i've ever read um it like changed my relationship with like books it is just it's perfect um also surprisingly about religious trauma uh it is a really 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 stellar book uh baldwin is like my favorite author both as like an essayist and also as a novelist and it's just i am constantly in awe of it um that's recommendation two if you're more of like looking for like something like capital l literary um Mm -hmm. and then for recommendation number three it's technically five. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm keeping track. Here. Don't. No, no, no. If, if we're keeping track. track, it's actually because um, it was a secret trilogy. So secret trilogy. Oh my god. So eight. Yeah. No wait. No no. Yeah, no. Eight? Yeah. So that was the, so that was three. 
plus three right, is what's six. What's your eighth recommendation? This is seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, number eight. Uh, my eighth recommendation, because I'm a little bitch, um, <laughs> uh, is the uh, poetry collection uh, by Denez Smith called, um, oh God, uh, Don't Call Us Dad. Um, Denise Smith's Don't Call Us Dead is like a phenomenal, phenomenal poetry collection about like queerness and blackness that is like one of the most gorgeous things I've ever read. Uh, it is it is phenomenal. Alternatively, um, if you're looking for something in that same vein, uh, is oh god, mm. it is nice. Sympathetic Little Monster uh, by Cameron Awkward Rich, which is probably my favorite or one of my favorite poetry collections full stop it is it is absolutely stellar listen 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 wow. listen 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 it wasn't nine yes but yes. nine divided by three is three and i said i would do three so kind of didn't i do three i did three different kinds of books no i didn't um <laughs> that's a lie i'll allow it i'll allow it only because you know we, we we have to talk about books at some point, it's, folks. We got to talk. We got to go read a book. It's two trilogies and then uh, three pieces of like cap, like two trilogies and then three pieces of like literature that are like related to each other thematically because all three are about queerness and blackness. So like, you know what? I'll take it. Oh, yeah. That's cool. No, I like that. It's like it's like a, it's like when you go to when I log on to Criterion mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, we, we bundled like 10 exactly. movies together. I'm like, oh hell mm-hmm. yeah! You just you took all the thinking out there mm-hmm. for me. So yeah, you know what? I those are that, those are the nine, uh, two trilogies, uh, and then one set of like collection of uh, really good books about queerness and blackness. So there you go. Those are my recommendations. There you go. You're welcome, everybody. Um, I didn't do anything, but I'm going to take partial credit <laughs> for that. Um, okay, so uh, also along with Dull Focus, uh, thank you for that question. Uh, Ren, wow. This is the longest episode I think I've probably ever recorded. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no. Forgive this, me. This is great. This is great. I mean, we also chatted beforehand, so uh, it was good to just kind of catch up with you and, and uh, you know, obviously rooting for you. Super proud of everything that you have already accomplished and are, are yet have yet to accomplish. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. This was, this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I miss doing podcasts. They fill me with deep joy. Um, this this was a real treat I really appreciate it that's good to know Um, so tell the people where they can find you online you can find me on twitter at renorraven and you can find my writing at kotaku.com oh I'm dropping a flex bomb on that one that's so weird Um, that I can say that that's the first time I've ever said that actually that's the first first time I've ever said that like yeah you can find my writing on kotaku.com that's fucked up yeah, I like it. I like the sound of it. Um, wow. Thank you so much for listening this week, everyone. If you have any questions or comments, or if you like the sound of this podcast, uh, please send them over to podcastfmbyte.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can also just drop them in the discords. You, you know, if you're in the discords, you already know where to go. I'll drop links into the uh, into the show notes. So, you know, folks who are not in the discord, can go check that out. Uh, you can find us on any podcast catcher out there. But if you have an Apple podcast account, please uh, rate and review us on there. It really helps us spread the word. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the optional NYC. You can find Fanbyte at Fanbyte Media. Uh, you can find the rest of the podcast that me and Jordan Mallory produce over at fanbyte.com slash podcast or podcast.network. And uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash fanbyte and uh, fanbyte.com for everything else. Um, yeah. Until next time, everyone. Gamers, goodbye. Peace.
Hey everyone, it's John Warren from Fanbyte. The world of games and entertainment can be a lot to try to keep up with, but don't worry, I've got you covered. Join me, the Fanbyte crew, and our friends from around the industry as we break down the week's biggest headlines on Thanks for the Knowledge, our weekly video game news podcast. Plus, get a look at the week ahead so you don't miss upcoming game releases, events, and much more. Thanks for the Knowledge is available at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can thank us later. <laughs>